Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Real Estate Rundown with Shannon Robnett. I'm here with Leo Cannell. And uh, Leo, I want to thank you for being on the program this morning. Hey, it's uh, great to be here, Shannon. I'm excited to uh, talk about uh, funding and financing options and real estate and uh, all the opportunities that are going to really be popping up over the next few months for you know everybody in this industry. You know, Leo, when I look at your bio, it, it says here that you've you've helped secure funding for about $250 million worth of projects uh, and clients across the country. Tell me how you got into the funding game. So my background uh, is in finance. It's uh, what I studied uh, when I went to school at the University of Utah. And uh, the, the first thing actually that I uh, jumped into was I started doing... Uh, and if I counted like all the mortgages that I've done, I mean, I'm sure it's uh, probably closer to, you know, five, six hundred million, but just an actual business financing, just working capital loans and lines of credit for businesses and real estate investors, that's just 250. But I started out doing uh, residential mortgages. I actually started out doing VA uh, streamlined refinances uh, back in the day. I would, uh, drive to people's houses, veterans, and do a, a VA refinance of Streamline for them, and then started doing various types of residential mortgages. And then as I saw things change in the market, then I started to do more commercial uh, real estate uh, financing for hotels, uh, apartment buildings, and uh, gas stations, and that type of thing. And then as I was uh, doing that, then I started to see a real need to help uh, real estate investors and e-commerce business owners who needed cash and they needed money and, and you know, SBA is not an option for them a lot of the times because they want collateral-based loans and they want uh, business financials. And if you're showing a loss, it's, it's tough. If you're showing break-even because you get depreciating uh, depreciation with some of the properties you own. And, and so I started to see, well, if you can get no collateral loans, like collateral not required, and uh, even uh, revolving credit lines, um, just based on having good credit, then you could get some of that money that you need to do that first fix and flip project or to do some of those rehabs uh, opportunities that you're looking at. And, uh, and so we started uh, to do that and, and we funded over oh, at least a thousand uh, real estate investors uh, in all 50 states across the country. And, and uh, provided uh, working capital loans where they, so for example, I mean, sometimes you, you, know, you have that project, you have that fix and flip, you're able to, to buy it and get it, and then you need extra money you know, for the paint, for the carpet, for the cabinets, for the uh, uh, appliances, and, and that's where these lines of credit and no collateral loans come in, because they're not tied to the property, and so you can grab them, you know, get that money into the projects, get the project finished, and or even do multiple maybe you do have some cash available well instead of doing one project now you can do two and so uh and the great thing about revolving lines of credit is they're there when you need them uh forever right as long as you take good care of them a lot of times those limits will keep on increasing as you grow your business uh, i've seen clients who started out with fifty thousand in revolving credit no collateral required and bump that up to two hundred thousand and now instead of doing one or two projects now they can do three or four at a time and uh, so, and especially at a time like this, like having access to capital, obviously very important. Well, and you know, <clears throat> Leo, you bring up a good point there. You know, as a business owner, none of us want to show any profit when it comes to the IRS, but then we can't understand why the bank doesn't like us, right? Uh, gee, Mr. Robnett, we see that you made uh, $23,000 last year. Uh, well, you know, I can explain that. No, no, um, th there's nothing to explain. There's nothing we can do. So, 
So how did you how did how did you go about getting into uh, or getting that niche built up? So just how you explained it, like that's the problem, right? Someone's like, okay, I need a uh, fifty, a hundred thousand um, dollars to get my projects going, to get my fix and flips, to uh, rehab and be able to increase the value of my long term apartment rentals, and I need that money. And they go to the local bank, and the bank's like, yeah, you made. $23,000 on paper, there's no options. Oh, by the way, you're in real estate, so I don't even like you, get out of the door. I mean, that's kind of how bankers uh, look at you. And so knowing that problem, what we started to do was create a marketplace. Because if you go to one lender and you ask for that $100,000 and you're in real estate, well, they don't like that, right? And so what we started to do was create a marketplace and learn all of the guidelines of hundreds of lenders and be able to look at somebody's credit, the regional profile, their job, their experience, and then put together, okay, I know you need $100,000, one lender's not gonna do it, but I found five lenders that will each give you $20,000 based on a good credit score or uh, maybe some verifiable income from your W-2 job or you're in investing in real estate on the side, and now I'm able to give that client $100,000 and access to capital, and they can go get their projects going, and without that expertise of knowing how to create the customized funding plan based on lenders who are most likely to want to work with you, well, it's impossible for them to do that, and that's the niche that we saw about six years ago and really started to build it up and and, and since then, just, yeah, it's been, it's awesome being able to help people get access to money that they wouldn't be able to get otherwise. Yeah. And, you know, I, Leo, I, I, I kind of think after hearing you say that you maybe got a little bit of a masochistic streak in you. If you'd want to read on what every single lender had for, for uh, profiles and what they wanted in certain areas, that's uh, quite an undertaking. How did you scale that business? Uh, the biggest way we scaled our business is, uh, and I think there's a lot of similarities here with a successful real estate investor. It's building a team of strategic partners where everybody wins and benefits together. I mean, you talk about a real estate investing, you talk about having bird dogs out there that go and find those great opportunities. They don't have the capital and the wherewithal to make them happen. And you pay them a finder's fee for sending you the business. I built the same business model with business uh, funding and, and, and real estate investor funding where we've got actually 540 strategic partners from financial advisors to accountants to even commercial business bankers at some of the big banks like Chase and Bank of America across the country who when they can't help somebody or, or they are trying to help them with business services or, or whatnot, um, we'll re refer them to us and we'll pay them a, a referral partner commission and we'll create them a custom funding link. And that's been how we've scaled it. Obviously, uh, we have to have great people on our team. And, and I have guys uh, and gals here in my office that I've worked with for years that are very good at processing the applications right and underwriting it and, uh, and transparently explaining the process and then giving the client all of their options so that they can make uh, good decisions. The, the client's always in the driver's seat. And, and so that having a team is important to scale, but without those strategic partners, because there's only, even with online marketing, you can, we do online marketing, we generate a lot of leads on Facebook and, and LinkedIn, but it's our partnerships with strategic partners across the country. That's been how we've scaled. And I think that's the same way that I've seen a lot of real estate investors scale where they have, you know, those uh, finders out there looking for the deals 
and they pay them those finder fees when it closes and everybody wins. So you don't just specifically work with real estate, you work with business owners of all types. Absolutely. All types, all industries. That must, that must get interesting. Any stories you could tell us on, on a way that you saved an owner's bacon or, or pulled something together that you never thought possible? You know, I, I think of a lady last year uh, that, uh, that we were able to help. Um, she was trying to start a, a CBD business in a conservative, smaller uh, area in Texas, and she was getting uh, pushed back, and of course, the local uh, lenders didn't want to help her, and she even had like $25,000 in maxed out credit cards she was paying, I want to say, 25% interest on, so she was in a tough spot financially. She needed $50,000. So what we did was we got her a loan. She paid her credit card balances down. Her credit score went up 40 points after that. And then she was able to qualify for that $50,000 in revolving credit with a 0% rate for the first 12 to 15 months. She was able to pay all of her $25,000 in high interest debt uh, off with these new 0% accounts and save herself about uh, $4,000 in interest annually and get the money she needed to start her business and not have to, you know, depend on the local banks that were never going to help us CVD business. That's amazing. When, when you see that, what, what do you see as the common thread with people coming to you that you're seeing you're able to help them? I mean, where's the commonality there? The commonality is usually they've tried some stuff on their own. They've used some personal credit cards with high interest rates and cash advance fees to try to get some stuff going. And now they found themselves in a tough spot. They need additional capital to work. And so a lot of the times we are not only getting them the financing for the projects that they're working on, but trying to improve their personal finances and move expensive debt to lower interest or 0% accounts save money, um, and then learn how to use business credit. That's a super important thing too, because a lot of time as new as real estate investors, we're really using personal stuff to finance everything. And the sooner we can have an LLC, an entity, start building that business credit and get uh, business credit in the name of the business that does not report to personal credit, that doesn't affect our personal debt to income ratio and our personal uh, utilization rates on revolving credit that has a big effect on our score. The sooner we can do that, the sooner we're going to see a big difference in uh, how we can manage our business and treat it more like a business instead of uh, going so much through personal. So let's bring this back because, uh, you know, we try to deal with real estate here and I know that you deal with real estate also. What are some of the things that you've seen people be able to do with utilizing your services as far as on the real estate front? Great, uh, great question. Uh, let, let me share a, a personal story. Uh, a few years ago, my wife was uh, driving through a pretty nice uh, neighborhood. It's a city called Dr uh, Draper, uh, just south of Salt Lake City in Utah, where I live. And uh, she found this incredible property. It was about 8,500 square feet on uh, two acres, right sitting next to a golf course. And uh, it was going for, I want to say, $1.2 million. And if that property's in good shape, it should be selling for $2 million. And so she was kind of fascinated by it and she told me about it. And so I talked to my partner and, and we had just enough where we were able to put together an offer and uh, qualify to buy the property. So we, we were able to buy the property uh, for about 1.2, but then we needed $300,000 to uh, fix it up. 
And so as we were trying to figure out uh, where we were going to come up with this money, we, we knew we, we built this marketplace up. And so we went to about uh, five different lenders, uh, both my wife and I did. And we were actually able to, uh, through these uh, revolving credit accounts and unsecured loans, get just enough uh, to get that uh, property uh, fixed up. And boy, it took way longer than we expected. But, uh, but we got it fixed up initially. We found a, a good uh, real estate agent and we were able to sell that property for $2 million. And so that's just kind of that example where, and obviously that's an extreme example uh, of course, I've learned through experience it's better off as much as possible to be dealing with properties in between that, you know, one fifty to three hundred thousand dollar range. There's a lot less risk than taking on a large project like that. But whether it's small projects, multiple, or a big one like that, if you have access to the unsecured money that's not tied to the property that you can use for any reason that you want for your business, that's the difference between a project being profitable and not. Um, yesterday, I just spoke with a gentleman who uh, is in San Francisco area, Bay Area, and he's uh, got a project. He's 95% of the way there, he says, but he needs another $200,000 to make that uh, project uh, work and, and get it sellable. And so uh, we're putting together about four different loan options where he should be able to get the $200,000 uh, five-year terms. And of course, he doesn't care because he's going to have it paid off within six months when he sells the property. And so it's just, it's that gap. It's almost that gap funding that you need to make that project work. And if you don't have access or know how to get that uh, gap funding, then you can be in a lot of trouble. And so that's why it's super important to have that access to the money to start building up the business credit and getting funding in the name of the business and then understanding the credit game, that's a big part of it too. We're very good at manipulating credit to where you can get that score higher uh, so that you can qualify. And then not only cover the project, but let's, let's improve your personal finances too. Let's get rid of these high interest uh, cards and stuff that you're paying on and move those over to 0% accounts and save yourself some money. That's uh, uh, such a true statement about real estate. It's always just a little bit more than you thought and it definitely takes longer. You know, having access to the funds is, is part of the battle, but making that a seamless thing where people, you know, I, I can't imagine um, how much time it would take to go out and, and try and achieve or try and find four or five different sources. I'm sure you probably vetted a dozen at least to come up with the four or five that would work in these situations. So that's got to be quite an undertaking. And you, you've built a complete marketplace for that where people can access this online and submit their information online. And you guys kind of go to work behind the scenes for this. We do with a simple uh, credit snapshot, which we can uh, get. We don't even need uh, we don't need a credit card. We don't need your social security number. We've teamed up with Experian where we can get that credit snapshot over the phone with just your address and your date of birth and get you a pre-approval just based on credit alone very quickly. And then once you submit any income that you have, then we add additional options. We lay them all out on the table. You get a free pre-approval within a day. And then it's a matter of just deciding how you want to proceed. And then generally funds are available within two weeks. That's amazing. Um, and you just kind of evolved into this it wasn't this wasn't your business model 
No, it uh, wasn't uh, before. I was always in the mindset that uh, bigger is better and we've got to be doing multi-million dollar loans. And as I would do those and some would take months and months to close and there'd always be complications. I realized there was a much bigger need and demand uh, in the marketplace for people that just need access to unsecured capital of you know, $25,000 to $250,000 and we'd be able to help a lot more people actually make more money and have a bigger impact um, working with those uh, clients and a lot of real estate investors. And so, yeah, that's, that's what we, our focus has been uh, the last six years, but no, definitely that's not how we started. You know, that's funny, Leo. I often use the, 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 the saying that the world is a pyramid. There's a lot of people out there that have a hundred dollars. There's a few less people that have a thousand dollars and few less that have a million dollars. And I think if you turn that around, it applies to your business. There's a few people that need a million dollars. There's a lot more people that need a hundred thousand dollars, but there's an enormous amount of people that you can help if you can get them $10,000. And that yeah. seems to be a very successful business model for you. What is it that you, what, what's the satisfaction that you get out of this job? I mean, everybody does a job, but it, this really seems like something that you enjoy and that you're passionate about. Where does your passion in this, in this work come from? It comes from giving people the opportunity to live their dreams and fulfill their dreams. You know, if you've ever gone through an old folks home and, and uh, talk to people there, the number one thing you'll hear is, and you don't want it, but you hear it is regret. It's not the things they did, it's the things they didn't do that they talk about. And so I love being able to give people a chance and opportunity to go for their dreams investing in property, starting a business, uh, not uh, you know, just hoping that uh, their social security or a retirement or a pension that might never exist uh, with their job. And so that's, that's what's, what's uh, satisfying, to be able to give people that opportunity by providing them the, the money that's the bridge to give them that opportunity. And then hearing from them a year or two years later, uh, I remember uh, a lady that I helped out uh, with her business. It was just her when she started it. We got her $70,000 in revolving credit. She was able to pay it off in, in a year. She went from no employees to seven employees, uh, no business to a business generating hundreds wow. of thousands of dollars. And I remember just bumping into her at, a, at an event and, and she was just so grateful and and you don't realize the uh, the impact that you can have. but giving people a chance to go after their dreams, create jobs and economies. It, it is a satisfying, uh, you know, thing. It's not all, it's not always uh, perfect. There's always uh, issues that come up. There's always complications from lenders, but I really believe if you focus on the solutions throughout the process and are relentless, that you'll find those and succeed. You know, that's a great point. One, you know, one of the next questions I like to ask, but I don't even know if it applies to you because uh, I mean, what is it that makes you stand out from your peers? But do you even have any peers in the marketplace out there? You know, there's some that uh, do similar uh, financing uh, that we do. Um, the, the biggest things that uh, set us apart is, number one, our team is really good and we really care about our clients. Like we're only going to put them in the very best situation that we would put ourselves in if we were in their shoes. There's a lot of funding companies and, and lenders out there that are just going to do the product or the thing that makes them the most amount of money. And obviously, they think that's going to be good for their business, but long term, it's not. So doing 
uh, guaranteeing the client that they're going to get the best funding they qualify for and that exists on the marketplace, that alone sets us apart because nobody else seems to do that. And the other thing that really sets us apart is improving clients' personal financial situation and educating them on credit and best uses so that they can save thousands of dollars and use debt the right way. Nobody seems to do that. At, uh, either in our business and the other thing that we did was we created uh, an education portal um, for our clients that teaches them how to build their corporate credit the right vendors to go to to have a Dun & Bradstreet score and a business experience score so that when you do ask a, a lender for that uh, big loan and they check your business credit score which all SBA loans do now uh, you actually can qualify because you built that or you know the right way to save money on your taxes So we put this all in this education portal. We call the business accelerator and nobody in our industry has done anything like that they're just kind of uh, You know get you the money and, and on 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 your way And so that's the other thing that we wanted to do not only get clients money but then educate them on how best practices so that they have a good chance a better opportunity to succeed in their business venture. You're eating through my questions. My next one was, uh, what was your advice for real estate people based on your experience? But hearing you say how you're educating people to grow a business is is exactly what uh, it sounds like. I mean, the advice that I always give people is, is to continue to educate yourself, continue to grow your knowledge so that you can be a better business person and take advantage of more opportunities rather than less. And, and by being educated, you're definitely able to, to look at things from a different angle. You're able to see more opportunity than you could have in the past. Uh, and you're also able to see those deals that wouldn't necessarily go so well that, that when we were younger and, and maybe just more energetic and less knowledgeable, we would have chased for hours, days and weeks and wasted a ton of time on an opportunity that wasn't really going to get us there. We'll just skip that question. What is it that you do in addition to the education that allows you to give back to your industry and, and to your community? So the industry and community is, is important. And so one of the things that uh, we like to do is uh, my team and I all have uh, different uh, charities uh, that, we, that we donate to and give back to, um, not the least of which is a lot of uh, humanitarian charities that help people through different uh, disasters. Um, you know, like when hurricanes and tornadoes and those types of, of things hit. And the other thing that we're passionate about is our local food bank. And the interesting thing about food banks is there are local food banks all over the country and in all 50 states. And there's a lot of opportunities to be able to not only donate uh, food, but then donate time and, and help those uh, food banks. And obviously, that's, th those, are, those food banks are being used a lot. Uh, right now and, and will be uh, in the future. So that's that's a big part of it. And then anytime I can offer free our, our, edu our, our business accelerator course uh, for free to different uh, business owners, to different people that, who would like to but don't have the means or they don't have the credit or they're going through bankruptcy, being able to give them that, uh, that for free or uh, even send out uh, my book, The Business Funding Formula for free, or a book like The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone, and just send those uh, books to people. I find that, that again, the, the right information, the right stories, and the right books in people's uh, you know, lives makes a big difference. And, but yeah, the, the charities, that, that's important to have philanthropic causes and, and bigger whys for what you do. 
That's great, Leo. Hey, speaking of, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned disasters. I would, I would think that the climate that we're in today is, uh, is pretty close to a disaster. It doesn't really matter uh, what your politics are. It doesn't really matter uh, whether you, you believe that we're in the middle of a pandemic or, or not. Th this is a financial, uh, this is the brewings of a financial disaster. And, and I would think that um, in, in the opening weeks of what we're going to see unfold over the next months, uh, I would think that the sooner rather than later uh, thought process would work best for getting into CU, getting those lines of credit so that as the opportunities come and or the wolf is at the door next month, we've already taken care of getting those lines of credit. So we have those going into this bad time. But what is your overall feeling as far as what is your overall thought process as far as what people can do to prepare for the coming months based on what we've already seen unroll in the first quarter of, of 2020? Great, great question. So there's two things that come to mind. The first is now is the time to get access to as much revolving credit and money as possible, right? And so uh, even real estate investors and, and small business owners are going to have an opportunity, it looks like, and I haven't got all the details with this yet, but the, the government has rolled out these two SBA programs. One is the Economic D Disaster Program. The other is the pay Paycheck Protection Program to protect uh, businesses with uh, employees. And some of them are, it appears they may even let you just count yourself as an employee and you can get a loan that basically can be forgiven. And although SBA has always avoided helping real estate people, it seems to me that they're not gonna be checking credit, they're not going to be scrutinizing your business industry and type. So there may be an opportunity with some of those loans. But worst case scenario, I mean, those are loans that you may or may not have to pay back. But if you have access to revolving credit that you can tap into, both as a business owner or a real estate investor or even just personally, and a lot of the times we can get these at 0% interest for the next year, well, that gives you a long runway to make sure that you cover things financially. So that's the first step. You've got to have access to money. It's out there. It's available. The government dropped the, the Fed rate down to 0%. So lenders are still going to be lending. They might get a little bit more tough. They might scrutinize things a little bit more, but they're still going to be lending. Even in 2008 and 9, I was still able to get uh, clients uh, funding in those days and, 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 for sure lenders are gonna be lending over the next uh, several months. So now is the time to get access to capital now, even if you're not sure you're gonna need it, because we don't know how long this is gonna last. We don't know what the long-term effects are gonna be. The second thing that you can do is a lot of uh, lenders and vendors and so forth, they know that things are tied, and so a lot of them will let you skip a payment or two. And so if you'll communicate with different creditors and, and vendors that uh, you pay on a monthly basis, hey, you know, things are tied for this month, or you know what, my, my tenants are, are having a struggle paying rent, they just lost their jobs. And so everybody, it seems, is really coming together. And I like what you pointed out, it's bipartisan, everyone coming together. And, and so you can push some of these payments out a little bit further because the most important thing you want is to conserve cash, right? You want to have that cash in the bank to cover things. And you can do it two ways, by getting access to the money now through our funding marketplace, or also um, you know, asking lenders and creditors to push payments down a, a couple months. 
until things normalize and you can go back to work a little bit. You know, Leo, I like a couple of things that you said there. First of all, as a pilot, I like your analogy of having enough runway because that's always what you want to do. And, you know, the other thing I think has been a misconception that's in the market is that, you know, we, we don't have to pay. And I liked how you put it that, you know, skip, maybe prolong, but nobody's getting out of paying something that, that we made the obligation to do. But the reality that, you know, that everybody is really trying to help each other. We've reached out to some of our tenants, all of our tenants actually, uh, only a few have reached out to us, but this isn't the month that we're gonna see the problem. Like you said, this problem is gonna continue to grow over the next couple of months till we fully see it develop. Probably mid to end June, uh, we would probably have a really clear picture of what it looks like. And if we look at what happened, you know, what started happening in 07 and 08, I don't think we really had a clear picture of the, the breadth of that recession until what, end of 09? So, I mean, maybe 10, yeah. yeah. You know, so, so the reality is, you know, like you said, having the runway, having the line of credit, um, even if you're not, you know, using that to the full extent, exercising that and getting that credit to grow so that come uh, the end of this year, you're in a stronger credit position, maybe with a larger line to do some more things uh, when you really truly come to need it. So Leo, we've talked all about what you do, but let's talk about where you do it. How can people find you? So uh, actually, Shannon, I can, uh, I'll provide a custom link uh, just for your uh, podcast listeners and community uh, where they can uh, get a, a special uh, deal and, and waive. Uh, we, we basically waive all. There's no upfront fees. It's only, uh, it's only a success-based uh, uh, funding where we only get paid if we actually succeed in getting you the money uh, that you need. So that'll be the first thing. We'll get you one of those links. Um, but, uh, but our website is just uh, sevenfigures.com. We, uh, the digit seven and then figures.com, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com. And and with the link I provide you, uh, you know, people will be able to go there and, and apply and get that free pre-approval the same day, all of their funding options. We're not going to leave any stone unturned. We're going to look at every option and then present those options to you. And then you can decide how you want to move forward. And we're certainly going to, like I said, make that effort to not only give you the funding options you need for your projects and to have capital available when you need it, but to also improve your personal finances and, uh, and save you as much money as possible by getting you lower interest rates on any of your current debts uh, that you have. So, yep, sevenfigures.com. Uh, um, my, you'd also go to leocanel.com. Uh, you can Google seven figures funding or my name. There's, there's lots of uh, information reviews online about us. You know, if I didn't know better, having uh, heard you make the reference to Grant Cardone earlier and then the, the one you just made about creating the custom website for the or the custom offer for the podcast I would have thought you'd listen to Pete Vargas uh, in advance your reach where that's one of the big pieces of advice he gives to everybody that's on a podcast is to make an offer just like that and to make it custom and so I really appreciate you doing that for our listeners and that's that's awesome that you've done that and it's really great to see you growing your business this way and I got one last question for you, Leo, and I really, really appreciate you taking the time to help educate us. And I will be uh, getting on, on your Seven Figures website, and I will be applying today for, for what I'm going to need in the future that I don't know about, but I'm going to definitely appreciate your help for that. But the last question I have for you, Leo, this is more of a personal question, but I, I want to know, a guy like you that's putting together funding all the time and that, that, that works at the food bank and that does all the things that you do, 
What do you consider to be true wealth? A great question. For me, what I consider to be true wealth is creating business models and opportunities that can generate you income each month, even if you decide not to work or do anything that month. And so I think about uh, long-term rentals where you've got cash flow properties. I think about businesses where you have recurring revenue and residual income and that, that ability to generate recurring money that's just coming in month after month is a big part of wealth. And then obviously the, the other part of that for me is time, right? Uh, you can have all of the money assets in the world, but if you cannot control your time, which is the most important asset, the one that none of us are going to get back, the most valuable asset we got is our time. The ability to control your time and do what you want with it, spend the time you want uh, with your family. For me, go, go wakeboarding in the summer with, uh, with my five kids or, or snowboarding in the winter. I mean, uh, travel. Freedom to you know, utilize your time how you want is, is the other factor. And to get that freedom, I believe you need as much recurring revenue as possible. And certainly long-term rentals is going to be part of that. Wow, Leo, that was great. Hey, I really want to thank you again for your time on our podcast. This is Shannon Robnett with the Real Estate Rundown and my guest, Leo Cannell. Thanks again, Leo. My pleasure, Shannon.